What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Anti Up. Howard Benner and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm. Courtesy here of the Sawdust Podcast Network. Adam, what's up? The NBA Finals are in the books. You didn't get your seven games, but come on, dude. Giannis dropping a 50-burger on everybody. When it came down to it, that's the guy who got shit done. Love that about it. How, how are the finals for you? No, it was a good series, no doubt about it. You know, I think a lot of people felt Phoenix was going to win, especially when they were up two games to none. But Milwaukee uh, just didn't give up. They got their two wins at home. And then obviously game five was a crucial win. Uh, that's basically what they needed to do. They needed to win one game in Phoenix. They got the job done. They went home. Uh, it was close. It was back and forth. I mean, Milwaukee opened up with a big lead in the first quarter up 29-16. Phoenix turned the tables 31-13 in the second quarter. But uh, it was close down the stretch. But you just got the feeling Giannis was just not going to allow his team to lose. I mean, that was just an epic performance. 50 points, 14 rebounds, five block shots. And here's the thing that stood out. He has been a bad free throw shooter most of the season. He was better in the regular season than the playoffs. The regular season, he shot 68.5% from the free throw line. In the postseason, he was 58.7%. But in the biggest game, with everything on the line and all the pressure, he went 17 of 19 from the free throw line. Unbelievable performance. I mean, that's just the guy that was locked in. He even joked about it after. Um, you know, I think you like his personality. He's good for the game. And uh, there was also uh, this promo at this bar. Uh, let me see if I can find. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't delete it yet. So this bar in Milwaukee put out, I think it was on Facebook. Come watch the Milwaukee Bucks at Crowbar Tuesday night. Beer specials during the game and get a free shot on every Giannis free throw made. <laughs> So 17 free shots, bro. I can't imagine. Per person. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah. And a free shot on every Giannis free throw made. So, yeah, it's got to be per person. That is is absolutely outstanding. I love it, man. I I, I really listen. You know, there's just there's so much to, to love about, you know, I mean, Giannis's personality is fantastic, right? I, t- I talked to you about the, the video that I saw. This little girl, she's like six years old, seven years old. Um, you know, she goes to, she get, you know, hands her jersey over to get uh, autographed, right? And then she's got a folder in her hand. And she starts telling him that she drew all sorts of pictures of Giannis and the Bucks, and, you know, and, and you know, and she wanted him to have it. Right. And he like he gets up, he comes around the other side of the table. He gives this girl a hug. Right. You know, she's crying. He's looking at these photos, these drawings. And he's just like just genuine night. Like, I don't give a shit if he's if he's just kind of, you know, mugging for the cameras or whatever, just being a nice guy there because you just genuinely believed it. And the girl genuinely, you know, was like, wow, that was just, I just met my idol and he was phenomenal, right? They always say you don't want to meet your idols. That was, um, that was, I mean, it was just, you, you had to root for him. You know what I also love? I also love the fact that he signed with, uh, with, with Milwaukee and said, build the team around me, right? 
didn't go running off to, you know, join a super team or anything like that. They brought in Drew Holiday um, and they gave Giannis the, uh, the, the, the support that he needed to win. Like, that's what I loved also about Milwaukee winning. Yeah, I mean, that was going around and he made those comments. Uh, but to be fair, they both, I said it about the Suns, the Suns and the Bucks really caught a lot of breaks this postseason. Uh, again, you have to handle what's in front of you, but the Bucks were not beating the Nets if Kyrie Irving played. They just weren't. And they were down 3-2 in that series. Uh, Bruce Brown made some terrible mistakes at the end of one of the games. So they got past that. They didn't have to face Philly. They got an Atlanta team that was young. And really only had Trey Young. Uh, they got a Miami team in round one that just wasn't even close to what it was last year. And I mentioned this. I said winning game one against Miami was huge for them. Because if they had lost that game, and I think it went overtime and Middleton hit the game winning shot. They cruised in that series from there. They needed to win that game. Otherwise, it would have been in their heads. Damn, can we beat this Miami team? And they were even talking about it last night on the broadcast. Like Mike Budenholzer was going to be fired. Like if they didn't win this series or they had been, he was going to be fired. So he went from a coach that was basically on the precipice of getting fired to winning a championship. So a lot of things broke right for them, but you give them credit. They were down three, two against Brooklyn. They came back. Um, and even in this series, they were down two games to zero. I, I don't know if this hurt the Suns, but I was thinking about it. The Suns faced no adversity this entire season. They cruised through the regular season, got the two seed. They really had no injuries. First round, you could tell me, oh, well, they you, they were down 2-1 to the Lakers. Yeah, and Anthony Davis got hurt. <laughs> they were not going to win that series if Anthony Davis was healthy. So they were down 2-1. So I don't really consider that adversity because they were down 2-1, but it, their best player was out, and LeBron wasn't 100%. They come back, and they win that series, win the next three. They get a Denver team that did not have Jamal Murray and was clearly – depleted. I don't know how they beat Portland to begin with. So they win that series easy. Then they get a Clippers team with no Kawhi Leonard, win that in six. And then this series, the first time they faced adversity or even uh, was game five. And really not adversity, it's 2-2. But they lost that. And the first time that they faced elimination in the postseason was game six against the Bucks. Of the finals, and they obviously yeah. didn't come through. So I don't know if that was a factor. Because remember, this team is a pretty young team outside of Chris Paul. You right. know, they were never any good. Um, and they had the run in the bubble last year where they went 8-0. But they really weren't tested this year, whereas Milwaukee was. Milwaukee faced adversity. You know, they had the Brooklyn series. They they had to come back from that. So And, and they had more postseason experience. Uh but that was one of the things that concerned me with Milwaukee going into this postseason is, you know, their mental toughness. But, man, they they proved it, man, because they they showed a lot. They were down in some spots. It didn't look good at times. And, you know, Chris Middleton hit some big-time shots this postseason. I know Drew Holiday didn't shoot well in game six, but you see his defense and what he does, and he still had 11 assists and nine rebounds. Bobby Porter brings the energy. The crowd loves him. Pat Connaughton didn't play well last night, but he had a good finals. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Milwaukee uh, got it done. But, you know, there was a lot of injuries in this postseason. So didn't Giannis get hurt? Didn't he get hurt yeah. in the Eastern Conference finals? Atlanta. Yeah, it looked bad. It looked like uh, right. he might be out and uh, he sat 
the last two games. And that's another thing, too. He didn't play those two games against the Hawks. And I think a lot of people were concerned. And that's where you saw Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday step up big time. Uh, that game six, Middleton had 32 against the Hawks and Holiday had 27. So, uh, yeah, they were able to get by Atlanta without Giannis. He sat those two games. And we didn't even know. Game one, when I wrote it up, uh, he was doubtful. And then I publish it. And then like an hour or two later, oh, now he's questionable. I was like, oh, shit, really? Um, uh, you know, but that's uh, the NBA for you. We we think in the postseason we avoid that because we know who's playing, but we still had injuries this postseason the way it was set up. But no, look, in the end, you give the Bucks a lot of credit because you can only deal with the hand that's dealt to you. you it's not your problem that other guys got hurt. They weren't 100%. Um, but as far as the super team thing, I mean, they're not beating Brooklyn if Kyrie was in there. But look, he was out. And they handled their business. They handled their business. They won the championship. First time in 50 years for the Milwaukee Bucks. You got to love it. Got to give it up for them. I, 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 I firmly believe that. I really do. I, yeah, I, I like it was, it was good for the NBA, too, in the sense that, you know, you had new teams out there. And I, I know the ratings were pretty good. Whole, again, I said this, you know, all the people complaining over the years. Oh, we know who's going to win the NBA. It's so predictable. No. You better have watched this series because you had no excuse. And it was a really good series. I know the first quarter was ugly and I was happy about that since I gave out the under and the under hit. So <laughs> I don't mind the sloppy <laughs> first quarter. <laughs> and then it picked up. Uh, but I mean, game five, like both teams were hitting shot after shot. Just amazing. So, um, yeah, it was a, a very good series. Good for the NBA. You know, Giannis is a very marketable superstar and hopefully people uh got exposed to him if they weren't already. I'm sure they knew of him, but hopefully this brings more fans uh, to him. I hope so too. I really do. So that wraps up uh, the the full NBA season now. So, um, you know, on a scale of one to 10, Adam, like, you know, how was this season for you overall? I mean, like, I, I mean, like, you know, obviously uh, you're, you're betting, um, and just from an entertainment standpoint, what what would you uh, how would you rank this uh, this season among the rest? Um, betting wise, it was pretty good. Player props were good. There was stretches where I was on fire, stretches where I struggled. But again, when you're doing this over the long course of a season, you know that's going to happen. You know, anyone who says they're winning eighty percent, seventy five percent, they're lying to you. So don't <laughs> believe that shit. I know? love I love that one, man. When somebody's like, yeah, I'm winning 82% of my picks. Yeah, like, come <laughs> on, man. So you just have to understand and look, when we do these write-ups, we give you the reasons why. And you could say, okay, that all makes sense and I'm going to tail that. Or you could say, yeah, I don't know. I disagree. So it's up to you, but all the reasons are there. It's not like, you know, there's some places that just give you the picks, no explanation. We're not doing that. We're writing it up and telling you why. And then it's up to you to decide, oh, I agree. Uh, he's convincing. Uh, or maybe you do, you look at things yourself, disagree, but there's all explanations there. So, but overall, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, postseason was, was postseason was, be I think, better on the sides and totals than the props. I think the regular season was better on the props. Props were a little bit tougher, I guess, in the postseason. But overall, it was pretty good. I think. And again, I think the playoffs lost some luster with a lot of the injuries. The games were still entertaining. Um, and, you know, we had some – I think you had new blood was the big thing. You know, you had a Phoenix team. 
that was inexperienced get to the final. You got Dev, Scott C. Devin Booker on the big stage. You got C. Trey Young on the big stage. You saw what he did against the Knicks, and they beat Philly. Um, so you saw the Bucks finally take that next step. Uh, so I think you saw some new young superstars with the spotlight on them really step up and perform. So I do think, though, the postseason was marred by all the injuries, man. It was pretty bad. Um, again, I think these were basically the two healthiest teams. Uh, the Bucks lost Di Vincenzo, but he was, you know, he was good, but not like the not, he wasn't Middleton, Holiday, or Giannis. Um, and the Suns were relatively healthy. I know Paul hurt his finger a little bit, but he played through it and he played well yesterday. So these were essentially the two healthiest teams. I mean, Brooklyn obviously was favored going in. Uh, they lost Kyrie Irving. James Harden wasn't 100%. I think they said it was a great two hammy and some people like surprised that he played uh philadelphia i mean really was more ben simmons ineptitude i mean Embiid was banged up played through it was really good um and then in the west you had mike conley was not 100 percent. mitchell wasn't 100 percent. denver was without jamal murray Kawhi leonard tore his acl uh the lakers obviously no anthony davis so you know, injuries were a big theme here because you had a lot of the superstars. But in the end, uh, I think we got a good NBA Finals. And, you know, get Milwaukee played very well. You know, they were down 2-0. <laughs> I think everyone was saying, oh, Suns are going to win the championship. It's theirs. And uh, they didn't quit. They came back. Um, it looked bleak in a couple games. And uh, they got the job done. So give them a ton of credit. And you got to feel good for Giannis. Uh, I've always liked Middleton. Love Drew Holiday. Uh so, you know, good for them. They they deserved it. They earned it. And uh, I think overall, though, it was, it was a good, entertaining season. Well, what are you going to do with yourself now, Adam? You got no best bets to write up for the NBA, right? Football is, you know, we're kind of in a in a, in a dead space there. Yeah, we're, we're pumping out articles in the draft guide. And, you know, we'll, we'll come back and we'll talk in a little bit about your uh, your latest offering there with uh, waivers and, uh, and, and fab. But. I mean, what are you going to do with yourself? What are you going to watch on TV now? Oh, um, yeah. There's you, can't, nothing you can't say that you're going to just sit and watch Met games. Of course I am, bro. That's my squad, bro. We're coming oh. down to the stretch. Hopefully can, uh, you know, win this division. So, yeah, I'll be watching a lot of baseball and following all the news and training camp, drafting, updating rankings. So there's so much stuff to do. I mean, this podcast is still going on. A serious section of shows is still going on. So, and all the content at Fantasy Alarm keeps being churned out. So, yeah, there's no there's no time off, bro. There's you don't no wanna, time you, off. You, you don't want to do some MLB best bets now? No, nah, not not really. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh well, you know we'll discuss it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I really haven't done much MLB betting. I've been so focused on NBA, man. So uh, I guess I'll. Uh, yeah. I listen. I'm. I'm. You know. You know. Again. For for me and NBA and MLB betting right now, I'm I've been I've I've really been enjoying it. Obviously, I, I've been doing well, so that's why I'm enjoying it, I guess, the most. But you know, yeah, I uh, I I I don't think I would uh I would want to give it up to be honest. Man, MLB man, these injuries are starting to creep up again, man. Like I'm getting teams that are just getting blitzed with injuries now. Right, who's the? I'll tell you what. We're going to talk MLB injuries on the other side of this. We're going to thank our sponsors for keeping the lights on, and we'll be right back with some baseball talk right after this. 
All right, so what's the deal, Adam? You uh, you, you got some injuries to deal with. Who's who's hurt now that you're uh, that you're bummed out about? Is it Buster Posey again? No, he's he got hurt again. No, he's no, he came kidding. back. Oh, no, I'm scary. I'm looking at I'm just looking at some old stuff here on the. Oh, uh, I was gonna say because I have him in uh, TGFBI. Um, well, Josh Rojas dislocated a finger today, so I don't know what the extent of it, but head first slide in the second, and that guy Josh has- Rojas from the 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 Diamondbacks. Yeah, man, I cannot. Yeah, I have him in tout. I have him in um, GST. I have him in the main event. That was a guy that I really like late in drafts so um yeah that's look my main event team bro it's just like whatever could go wrong will go on bruhan got sent down picked him up he's down so i said all right bruhan's out i'll put uh rojas at second to replace him now i don't know what's up with rojas uh zach efflin have on a few teams uh he was placed on the aisle on tuesday after lineup lock so i wasn't able to get him out in a couple weeks uh even though the phillies didn't play monday I said in some leagues, I didn't have an option to replace him. Um, yeah, that main event seems a disaster. Gavin Lux, Trout, Eloy, Jesus Sanchez. Oh, my God. Um, Sandy Alcantara goes on a bereavement list. I get stuck with him in tout for the week. I can't take him out because uh, it's not an IL situation. Uh, who else? There's, I just I don't know, man. It feels like it's piling up. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm actually getting thumped with it as well. Um, yeah, it's funny that you uh, that that that's what you wanted to bring up because yeah, I'm looking at at my teams, and uh, and I'm getting hit with it hard again as well. You know, I mean, obviously Degrom we talked about there. Uh, Danny Duffy went back on the IL. Uh, Alex Kirilov, he's headed yeah. for uh, for wrist, wrist surgery. That's a that's another nightmare. Um, I'm I'm just I'm just going through. So the my my two teams that stand the uh, the biggest chance of winning the whole thing uh, are three teams actually out of uh, out of my leagues, uh, and and I'm sitting here looking at uh, all of these guys. I don't know what the fuck we're doing with with Trevor Bauer, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I just I- lost uh, Fierzian. From uh, from Tampa Bay, the reliever there, um, Aaron Judge is on the uh, on the IL with COVID. Uh, Jose Urquidy sitting there on the IL as well. Uh, it is uh, it's it's not fun, dude. It's really not. F- oh, Anthony Santander just went on the IL. Yeah, was that a COVID too? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's see. Placed on the injured list, COVID. Yeah. So on this one team here, Aaron Judge, COVID, Santander, COVID. Now you just ruined my night with the Josh Rojas news. Uh, Fierjan, the uh, the reliever from uh, from Tampa, he's now out. Uh, Urquidy, Degrom. This is all one team. Brady Singer. This is fucking brutal. It really is, man. Just tough right now. How the hell am I gonna? How the hell am I gonna surpass everybody here? Well, in the host league, I'm already I'm in first in the Sirius XM host league. I'm in third in this one that I just started rattling off all those injured guys, and then uh, and then in, I'm in third in uh, in that other in another money league. So, geez. oh, Brandon Crawford was the other guy I lost. 
Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You were talking about him yesterday. Unbelievable. I mean, at least Tout has the midweek replacement. So I mean, I, so I had Crawford go on, Eflin. They actually gave Alcantara, I just looked now, they gave him the DL status <laughs> so I can replace him, uh, which I think is wrong. He's on the bereavement list. He shouldn't be on the injured list. But I wonder, did they do that for Bauer? Let me check. On uh, on Roto because I don't have Bauer. I bet you they put him on the. Let me see if they did because I think that's wrong. He should not be on it. Uh, yeah, they put him on the restricted list, suspended. Does that mean you could put him in an IL spot though? Until I don't know. Um, I don't know. The only league that I have Bauer in, I can only use. I only have two IL spots. So do they allow you to put him in the IL though? Um, I don't know here. I'll go to it right now. It's uh, the, the league is on RT Sports, so let's see. Um, shit, now I'm in the wrong league. Come on, man. What's wrong with you, Adam? I don't What's think you should be with al- you. I don't think you should be allowed to put Bauer in an IL spot. He's I don't not think injured. you should either, right? Like, you just have to. And look, if I had and I, I have him in a draft champions league, I don't have him redraft, but. I just don't think he's not hurt. Like you just need to make a decision. Do I just, and you would, you would keep him on your bench for now. I think what the date got pushed back to July 27th now, if I'm not mistaken. So has Jim given you any indication, Jim Bowden given you any indication what's going to happen or he doesn't know? He does not know. Yeah. He does not know. Now, according to RT sports, I can move him to the, uh, to the IL. I can move him, but I don't know. You what would, you, what would you do with Tyler Glass now? I'd cut him. You're completely done with Glass now. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's not coming back, right? I mean, I would just look it up one more time and yeah, I'm gonna check, look but... it up one more time here because he's taking up oh, one spot and then the other feel spot. Good. What's that? That's two days ago, Tyler Glass now continues to feel good after playing light catch. Doesn't have a timetable to return to mount work though. He's optimistic he'll be able to return in 2021, but he hasn't thrown off a mound yet. I mean, it's July 21st. Like, realistically, when is he going to come back? Late September as they gear up for the playoffs? (sighs) Yeah, I I don't know. If I needed the roster spot, I would not be that afraid to cut him. Well, I can hold on for a little bit longer because my other IL spot in that league is taken up by one Mike Trout, who is oh, due yeah. back. Yeah, let's hope. And I can next use week. A- oh, that's what they said. Uh, I mean, the estimated return date is uh, the twenty-six. He ran the bases uh, on Tuesday, not, not at full speed, but he ran the bases. He, the twenty-sixth is Monday. He's not coming back Monday. No, He's got to no. go on a rehab for probably at least a week, right? I mean, it's Trout, though. I'd be like, look, play your three, four games. You're good? All right, you're going back up. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I'm not going to sit here and watch him waste time in the uh, the minor league level. Just get your get a, get a game or two under your belt here. Get your fucking groove back, dude. I desperately need him in my home league. My home league, and I know there's a couple people that listen in there. To this podcast. My home league is ridiculously tight right now. Holy shit. Dude, I was about to rebuild. I said, after the All-Star break, these two weeks are going to determine what I'm doing. Right now, first place is 104. 
Second as 100. Third is 98 and a half. I just moved up to 98 right now. There's a team with 97 and a half, 92, 87 and a half. Top three get paid. It's ridiculous. So I said, I'm going for it. And uh, I traded Wander Franco. He would have been five bucks next year. And I was like, I, I gotta, I gotta go for it. So my offense is the biggest problem, but Juan Soto's heating up. I see he stole a base today. Um, and I have Trout uh, coming off the IL. So, and if Yelich could actually hit home runs, I mean, he's, it's OBP. So his OBP is good. He stole base the other day, but let's be honest. He's been a major disappointment. Um, but wow, holy crap. I, I really thought I was going to be rebuilding. I said, I, these two weeks were going to be key. And over the last, since the All-Star break, the team has gotten hot. So I said, you know me, I'm going for it. I, I've only rebuilt one time in this league since like 2003. One time. So, man, this is going to be, uh, and all the teams up top have made those trades, those Dump trades where they're giving up draft picks and stuff. So mm-hmm. everyone's everyone's in a race. Like one guy lost Acuna, traded Acuna for what did he get? Jose Ramirez, Eloy Jimenez, and Goldschmidt. Wait, wait, wait. Acuna for Eloy, Eloy Jimenez, Jimenez, Goldschmidt, and, and who? Jose Ramirez. Wow. Yeah. I mean, look, the team at the. I was a little worried at first because they're brothers, and I asked my friend, "I'm like, what do you think of this trade?" He's like, "Oh, it's fair." I was like, "Okay." Because Acuna, right <laughs> Acuna next year, I think, is 17. But here's the thing, though. Acuna's not going to be ready for the start of the year. He tore his ACL in July. Yeah. I mean, what's the best outcome? Nine months? For, I don't even, for baseball, what, what is it? It's typically 12. Is it a year for baseball? I can't remember, man. I mean, we've seen football players come back nine, ten months. But you would think that he's going to miss at least a month or two, right? To start the year. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say probably a, a month. I don't know if, he, if, if it's the, the, the full two months. Right. So it just happened July. surgery in July, right? Surgery right. in July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. That's seven months right there. March, April is, is nine months. So, yeah, I mean, I could see, like, a mid to late May return. Yeah, I mean, that's in a keeper league, too. So, the guy's at the bottom. So, I understand why he did it. So, but, yeah, so now that guy does that, and it's like, oh, shit, now I got to do something. So, basically, <laughs> all these teams up top have, have uh, made a trade, and uh, the trade deadline's the 31st. So, um, but, yeah, it looks like it's going to be an exciting finish. Uh, that's crazy, dude. That's a wow. Yeah, that's that's really tight. I mean, that's a that's a that's a tough, and that's you know what? As as a competing owner, that's a tough pill to swallow when you see that kind of a deal because you yeah. you don't want to be sitting there being like, oh man, bullshit, collusion, blah blah. Like now you're like, fuck, I really need to like beef up my trade game right now. Yeah, the deal that I made, um, I traded really Wanda Franco was the big piece. And then, you know, four mediocre players to get Conforto, Baez, Eduardo Escobar, Stassi, and Alex Cobb. Cobb. Yeah, he's been pitching well. I like him. Yeah. I wrote about it in the Ronas bonus that I think he's a guy to go get for cheap in a trade. And then I did it myself. See, I write it and I do it. Not like these other people. 
Oh, you know what? I actually I I said that to somebody, and that's like kind of like a, a tagline for our pod here, right? That you know we I'm not going to tell you what to bet if I'm not going to bet it myself, and that's right. just you know that's the way we've been. Um, who was I talking to about just that exact same thing? Like we sit there at Fantasy Alarm, we're not we're not just telling you to do stuff. We practice what we preach. I'm not going to tell you know so we're not going to tell you a waiver wire move. Uh, and then it'd it be something that we would never do in a million years. Like that's, you know, we, we're always about like, you know, do as we do, not do as we say. Yeah, I've always been that way. Anyone who follows me, I mean, you'll see my rankings, you'll see my drafts and you'll be like, oh, yeah, you do have him ranked higher than others. And you went out and drafted him. OK, I mean, that's basically what it's about. And yeah, in that article, I mentioned um, that Cobb and Conforto were two buys and I just acquired them in the deal. But. There were two other trades too. So one guy traded Bobby Witt with a bunch of shit for James Karinchak, Yoan Moncada, Adam Frazier, Taiwan Walker, and Zach Klesak. And then someone today basically traded O'Neill Cruz, Estevan Florial, and a bag of shit. Oh no, Jazz Chisholm. Jazz Chisholm. So that's probably a keeper. I'm sure he's cheap and got back Charlie Morton, Grandal, Donaldson, Liam Hendricks, and Brad Hand. So that's the type of trades, unfortunately. That I mean, not unfortunate. It's part of a keeper league, and there's some people that hate them. And then you got to leave the keeper league, but you understand why the bottom teams do it. They're not keeping these players. So, all right, Bobby Witt, right? Uh, Wander Franco. Um, so that's that's part of it, and it does suck because you know one of these teams will probably benefit. It'll probably put them over the top. I don't know if this trade is going to do it for me. Um, I think I mentioned yesterday or two days ago, I also traded Mark Melanson for Austin Riley because I'm first in saves. Right. Yeah. You told me about that deal, which I was still kind of, you know, I need that's bad, man. I tried yeah. yeah, the guy, someone else offered me Grichek for Melanson and it's OBP. He offered me um, some other shit player. I was trying to get Muncie. He wouldn't give me Muncie. So I'm just like, look, the trade guidelines coming up. I need bats. So, I still have McGee, who's the, who, yeah, hopefully he gets the rest of the saves after Rodgers blew that save last night. Uh, gave up a three-run walk-off to Will Smith. I don't know. McGee's been pitching great lately. I didn't see who was hitting in the eighth. I just saw McGee come in the eighth. I'm like, really? Come on, man. McGee's been really good lately. Um, but Rodgers was awful. Could not find the strike zone at all. Uh, so the way I look at it was, all right, I think I'm up by three in saves, and the next team's like 18 behind me. So I'm like, and the guy who is 18 behind me is trading Liam Hendricks and Brad Hand. So what's the worst? I lose one point in saves and maybe someone else on the waiver wire I can pick up that maybe becomes the closer after the trade deadline. So Austin Riley too, this is an OBP league. His OBP is like 360. So it's not bad. And I, I need like my bat. I've never had a team like this. And my, usually my offense always carries me in this league right now. We're going into, I had 37 points on offense in a 15, uh, 14 team league, 58 and a half in pitching. It's never like that for me. Like, I never struggle with offense like this. So I'm just trying to get uh, as many bats as I can. <laughs> I would say so. I would definitely say so. Um, yeah, I'm looking at my, uh, at my teams. And yeah, it's, uh, I'm coming up short on the pitching front. And that's, you know, in this in, in one of my my money leagues, I'm looking at the standings and it's like, you know, I'm just there's such a, a stark differential with where I am as far as pitching goes. And it's like, uh, 
you know, I'm like in that spot right there where, you know, like it's an 11 team league and, you know, nine points in, in wins, seven points in strikeouts. That's great. Saves and holds combo. I'm getting eight points. So those are all on the top ERA and whip in the shitter. So yeah, best be way to, to do that, back. obviously, is to, you know, stock up on some of the middle relievers and let them roll for a little while. But then I'm, then all of a sudden I'm in that catch 22 of, you know, I can lose points and strikeouts and wins. And, and you know, what what's going on there? Meanwhile, uh, on the offense, the only thing I need is stolen bases, but I've got double digit points in four out of the five categories. Yeah, pitching is going to be tough down this stretch, too, because, you know, you're going to start to see innings limitations. We've talked about Trevor Rogers, uh, Freddie Peralta. They already pushed back a week after this All-Star break, and I think they uh, pushed Woodruff back a little bit, too. Yep. Uh, because they, they – I mean, see, Milwaukee's in a really tough spot because they're in first place. And they – I'm telling you, man, that's a team you – don't want to face in the postseason. If you have to face Burns, Woodruff, from Peralta, man, and Josh Hader to close it out, and Devin right. Williams if he's healthy, man, that is that's really tough, man. Like I'll tell you this, you know, if the Mets are fortunate to get in, man, I mean, take the under on every game between the Brewers and the Mets, right? The Mets don't score to begin with, and then the Brewers with that pitching, oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the National League I think is going to be fun because I'm pretty sure Milwaukee's winning that division. I still think it'll be Dodgers Padres getting in. Um, oh yeah, but you got the the two wild card teams. So and the Giants look like they're 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 not going to go away. So, but yeah, the Brewers are in a really tough spot because you want to limit those innings, but you you you, you got to play for this year, man. You can't baby these guys like oh we get, no, you, you got to go for it, man. Don't make the mistake that the Nats did with Strasburg. True, very very true. <clears throat> That's a great point, actually. <clears throat> That's a, a a fantastic point. God, what they did with Strasburg. Yeah, and I love that Milwaukee rotation. I really do. I oh, really do. so who's, good. Who's the four there? Who's the four? Well, they have Anderson and Lauer right now. Oh, that's right. That's right. Lauer actually has not been that bad. No, he had a good start the other day. Yeah. Don't they have someone else, too, that's on the injured list? I feel like we're missing someone. I feel we're like missing someone. Hauser. Hauser's there, but yeah. he's not hurt. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They don't really. It's really three. So yeah, that's where the, that's where they'll get hurt if they have to go to a fourth. Um, that'll hurt them. Mm-hmm. But but uh, you never know. One of those guys can step up and have a good game. But yeah, I think Brewers are especially if they can acquire a bat down the stretch, or if Yelich uh, can get going. But it doesn't seem like that power is coming. No, it really doesn't. Really odd. That the whole uh, that offense just really just shit the bed. Something I'll tell you this years. though, the Willie Adamas edition was huge, and I that remember, was yeah. But I Wong hasn't done the, anything. I wrote about it at the time because I don't know if you saw it, but he he could not see the ball at Tropicana Field. Like he couldn't, and it, his home numbers were so bad at Tropicana Field. He just the, with the backdrop, he could not see the pick up the ball well. Yeah. So. Between that, going to a better hitter's park, uh, and he was available in 12-team leagues. I picked him up in the NFBC Online Championship. I picked him up in Labor. That's a 12-team league. 
Um, like as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting him. And he's been even better than I thought. Avisail Garcia has been pretty good. Um, Colt Wong's been solid, but yeah, they just, it's just not a great lineup. Nope. It is not. No. Yeah. I mean, ugh. Vogelbach, Wong, Urias. He's actually <clears throat> pretty good. Even, you know, Jackie Bradley, Avisail yeah, Garcia. Yeesh. Yeesh. They had Narvaez hitting cleanup today. He's actually been pretty good for a catcher. 383 OVP. But, yeah, I mean, there's just some holes. Like, when you get in the postseason against good pitching, man, you know, you could probably – I know Yelich hasn't been what he was. He still has a 393 OVP, but you probably pitch around him. You're like, all right, we're not going to let Yelich beat us. We'll pinch to all these other guys. That's going to be their problem in the postseason. I just don't know if they're going to score enough. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, that's what's going to make this postseason interesting when all these guys with innings, man. I mean, with the Brewers, it's more glaring because Peralta and Burns have not had huge workloads. You know, Woodruff should be okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, but, but pretty much every team is going to go through the same thing. I was just going to say, everybody's dealing with, like, pain-in-the-ass pitching issues. I mean, listen, you know, it was like last year, what was it? Lance Lynn led the league last year in innings pitch, and that was, like, 81. Mm -hmm. innings you know and 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 that that increase just puts everybody at risk and you know the last thing that they want to do especially when you're talking about with no minor league season last year it's like what kind of a, a an added throwing program did these guys have to you know try and increase their their workload steadily none they didn't have anything because of fucking covid so now you're sitting with you know uh not just your you know your your starting rotation but your depth and your and your and your farm system you know they're all like sitting there hurting for uh for guys who can actually throw innings it's brutal yeah i think see the white Sox. i think with lynn and keichel them being veterans and lynn being a workhorse they're okay rodan is the big concern i mean this guy yeah. is not like what are they going to do with him like i haven't checked <clears throat> lately but i i might have brought it up on this podcast the last i checked he was second in the AL Cy Young voting in the betting market behind Garrett Cole. I mean, that is insane. I mean, again, talked about him a lot before the year. I was very high on him, but my goodness, what a year he's had. But what are you going to do with his innings, man? Like, the guy has not thrown even close to this. So let's see. He Right now, he's at 96 and two-thirds. He threw seven and two-thirds last year, 34 and two-thirds in 19, 120 and two-thirds in 2018. So... But he's a free agent. So you know what's going to happen? They're just going to run him out there, I think. They don't care. And they they probably shouldn't. Like, right? You have a chance to win a World Series. Hey, go get him. And he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. As long as he gets through this healthy, he is going to get paid. Yeah, that he is. That he is. Oh, man. Oh, goodness. Now I got to go through all of my teams. You made me crazy with the injury talk, Adam. Ugh. Yeah, I have the same thing, man. It's just like, uh, you know, you're trying to close out these championships or uh, you just hope that your key players can stay healthy. Um, yeah. And then, you Fingers know, you got, you got the trade deadline coming up, too. We're going to see some roles change. I mean, this also could be a big week. This is going to be a big weekend, too, to speculate on some of those uh, 
relievers that can become closers too, because the trade deadline's what the is it the thirtieth or the third? It's the thirtieth. Thirty first. Thirty first. Why do I? Why did I remember? I thought I saw it was July thirtieth. I mean, I thought it's the thirty first, but that's a Saturday. Let me see, because I thought maybe I just saw something for a special on the thirtieth. I don't know. Yo, no, it's July thirtieth. Yeah, July Friday, July thirtieth at four o'clock. Yeah, that's why I thought I saw something like that. I guess they didn't want to do it on a Saturday. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Wow. So Friday, July 30th. Wow. That fab weekend then is going to be crazy, but you can maybe uh, scoop up some of those guys this weekend and speculate. You might be wrong, but hey, that's uh, what you have to do sometimes and competitively speculate a little bit. Ah. <laughs> uh... We shall see. Um, all right. I, um, I, I, I don't mean to kind of cut it a little it's short. It's not today. cutting it short. Like, <laughs> like, well, you know, if we don't do an hour, it's, it's cutting it short for a lot man, of people. Things happen, man. I think they got a lot of information. I think they did as well. Um, but I've got to go do, believe it or not, man, I've got a live stream that I got to do now where they want to talk about the Jets. Wow. Boy. <laughs> right that nah, you know the jets are kind of interesting though i will say that I, I do think they're interesting this year um i think they're 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 headed towards improvement but yeah i don't know you, know, you gotta I, be excited with the coach they brought in man i i'm a, i'm a, i'm yes you know what i am a big fan of uh of Robert Sala. Listen, I think, you know, I think that there's a, they're, they're installing a great system for the team. It's just, they just don't have the personnel right now. Like they need another, they need a, a another draft. They need another big free agent class is what they need to do. Because I just, you know, I, I just don't think that they've got the personnel uh, to make it happen yet. Yeah, no, you're right. They, they'll need another draft and, but at least the, uh, things appear headed in the right direction. And I think they got the right coach and, uh, you know, getting that culture change is a big thing. So, uh, and you want to see how Zach Wilson plays too. You know, you hope that he's the guy. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's going to be a a definite interesting thing. That is, yeah. I need to see what happens there. So anyway, I've got to go and, uh, and do this live stream. Who, Who am I doing it with? Let me, let me see if I can remember who it was. It's um uh da, 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 da. where the hell where the hell is it? We gotta find my link here and see who the hell it is. Uh DLF Dynasty League Footballers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. Anyway, all right. We'll be back tomorrow. Adam Ronas, Howard Bender. Love y'all. Thank you for for liking and subscribing and all the good stuff there. Uh, For Adam Ronas, we'll catch you next time. Peace out.